Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, Anthony from Maze and Brew here to introduce you to our friends and sponsors of the podcast. Homefieldapparel.com. Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand located right in the heart of Big Ten country in Indianapolis and makers of some of the most comfortable items of clothing you will ever own. Homefield launched its Michigan collection in early November with several awesome vintage designs that capture a lot of the things we love about the Wolverines. Everything they do and design for all schools comes from a place of love that honors the history of some of our favorite institutions across the country. So if you're looking for a gift for that Tulane grad of yours, or simply want to add some North Dakota State gear to your collection, in addition to the Michigan stuff you buy, they are the place to do it. Our listeners, our readers, the Maize and Brew family can get 20% off your first purchase using the promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com. That's promo code MNB at homefieldapparel.com for 20% off your first purchase. I promise you, their gear will become an instant favorite in your collection. Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Castellani, joined by my friend and boss, Anthony Broom. For the people listening on Twitch, this is uh, take number two here. It's It's been a crazy day here. And uh, my, my, my friend here, Anthony Broom, is uh, as hard a worker as there is, in the business we uh he is not like me he does not have the luxury of getting to pick and choose what he records and when he records at his parents house he's been moving all around and writing and working on podcasts so things have been pretty discombobulated today but we're here now on what is officially extension day jim harbaugh officially has signed a deal to remain the coach for the michigan wolverines football program for five more years that's one more year on his current deal and a four-year extension beyond that a crazy day for sure i mean it's weird because this has been in the works and has been predicted by many people including the people on on this site for about a month and yet when it happens it still leads to a circus i'll i'll have you start off here anthony uh the general gist that I got, and I don't, I don't want to screw this up, but for people who don't know, the deal is a $4 million a year. Uh, it's for $4 million a year, right? Yes, $4 million a year 
contract. Do you want to just let's just burn it all down? I'll, I'll go through terms of the deal. Yeah, we'll you, just, let's you're just probably better here. suited to do this than I am. So have at it. Go right ahead. All right. So this is a uh, after everything came out, uh, we, we've seen the terms of the deal, the terms of the deal. really. First of all, great to be here. Uh, it has been a crazy day. This yeah. is our second attempt at recording this. Uh, we originally were going to go live on Twitch a little bit earlier. Shout out to everyone who's here right now. Um, but in the spirit of what this negotiation has been, yeah, it's only uh, it's only fair that it dragged out longer than it needed to. So here we are. Uh, good to be here with you, Chris. Uh, good to be here with you guys on Twitch. And then for the people that will listen to this ultimately at home, we're here on a Friday night. So this is a we're just going to start. We'll burn down the terms of the deal. This is a five year, twenty one million dollar contract. And it's it's a four-year extension. Harbaugh was still under contract for this year. But as of Monday, they pretty much ripped up that final year. This is a new contract for him. Five years, $21 million. It will be – it's a base salary of $4 million over the next, uh, over the next five years with uh, a $4 million buyout after this year. And in each additional year up through 2025, it gets $1 million less, which – We'll talk about what that means soon enough, but those are the terms of the deal there. Um, incentives to hit. We heard this, that this was going to be an incentive-laden deal. Uh, about $3.475 in incentives that he can hit each season, and those include $50,000 for Big Ten Coach of the Year, $75,000 for uh, National Coach of the Year, APR, which is you know, academic eligibility, things like that, $150,000 a year, I would assume he'd get that. That's never been a problem for Michigan, or at least it hasn't been under his watch. Uh, for winning the Big Ten East outright, half a million dollars a year. For winning the Big Ten Championship, $1 million a year. For making a New Year's Six Bowl, it's $200,000 a year. Uh, for making the college football playoff semifinal, it's another half million dollars per year. And for winning a national championship, an extra $1 million a year. So the most that he can make this upcoming season is $7.475 million. And that can top out to just a tick under 8 million in 2025. So that's what this deal is. And that's what it looks like. So uh, back to you at the news desk, Chris. Thank you. Um, I guess, you know, when we, when we do the brewcast collectively, we're all kind of asked to be Steve Nash, let's say, and you know, where we pass the ball around everyone's, you know, and, and, and that's only right because we're all smart guys and we all do a good job uh, here. If you would allow me for a second, relatively James, speaking, if you would, yes, if you would allow me to be James Harden and do a bit of a volume uh, soliloquy, which I've prepared about a month ago because we've known for a month, most likely that this was going to happen. My thoughts on this extension, this will take a second. Anthony, you've had a long day. If you want to grab a drink, I don't know if you smoke, if you want to have one, have at it. Um, you, you are welcome to. Here's my thought. And it will feature multiple to it, have at it. It will feature <laughs> multiple baseball analogies. It needs to be set up front because we have been, been extremely critical of Harbaugh. Anthony, you wrote your piece that said you believe Michigan should uh, you know, move on from Harbaugh. I adamantly agreed with that take. I will say this, and this is a Castellani exclusive here. I don't think I've ever told anybody this. Back in 2017, when I was, you know, out covering is not maybe not the right word, but talking about the Tigers, there were those times in which I actively rooted for Brad Osmus to keep making head scratching decisions because I wanted him gone. I did. I thought he was a terrible manager and did a poor job. I will tell you right now, no matter how bad things may get here, and I can speak for all of us here, 
That's not the case. We all want Jim Harbaugh to be remarkably successful as Michigan at Michigan. We hope that in the next five, six years here, or four or five years, he becomes the coach or goes back to being the coach that he was when he was hired, which is an elite guy, a, a, a sharp guy, a guy capable of, of building an all-time great program here and restoring them back to Big Ten uh, championship contention and national championship contention. We want all of the things that we're going to say on this podcast and on the Brewcast to really be wrong. We want, to be, we want him to be successful here. But here's truly what I think of this extension. Baseball analogy number two. The New York Yankees have not made the World Series since 2009, right? And that is last decade, the 2010s, was the first decade ever in which they had not made it to the World Series. And that is, as someone who's not a Yankees fan, hilarious. It is enjoyable every year watching them come up short. And every year they're good. Every year they're solid. Sometimes they're a little bit down, but every year they're good. And most years they're one or two wins away from getting over the top and being truly great. Does that sound familiar? But the reason people have so much fun with them when they do lose and get walked off in the ALCS or blow leads or, you know, go, you know, bat 100 in an ALCS against the Tigers is because everyone knows eventually they're going to get over the top. You know why? Because they always pursue greatness. They never stop spending. They never stop scouting. They draft well. They make good trades. They have a good owner and a great GM. For the last 16 years, truly, that's how I felt about Michigan football. As bad as they've gotten at points, as, as low as the depths have been, the three and nines, the five and sevens, I've never believed that Michigan has been accepting of being with just being good or being mediocre. And I think that's been reflected in kind of the quick trigger they've had on some of their coaching hires. Three years is a pretty quick trigger. They pulled that on Rich Rodriguez. And those teams, as while they reached the bottom of the barrel did admittedly get better as, as he went along. Uh, Hoke won 11 games year one out after four years. We are now in year six and throughout this whole process, I always believe that Michigan truly uh, their end goal was win big 10 titles, get to the playoff, compete for national titles. I no longer believe that now. I believe that today it is no longer about building a national contender. It is about staying in the black. It's about maintaining a good recruiting class, making money, uh, maintaining a brand, and winning eight to ten games a year, most likely. Maybe with the occasional slip up like this year, where you go, you know, two and four, the equivalent of two and four, you know, in a twelve game season, and maybe the occasional uh, rise to the occasion where you win eleven games or something. And it's also worth noting that, based on the laws of probability. It's yeah, I even say it's it's pro probable that Harbaugh at some point will beat Ohio State and win 11 games or maybe maybe even win a Big 10 title. That does not mean that what we're saying tonight is wrong. Like I could real well not realistically, but I could ask every supermodel in the world out on a date if one of them you know decides out of pity to say yes, that doesn't mean I'm Casanova. Like I ultimately like eventually he might get over the top. But what we've hoped for, what we've looked for over the last several years has been a guy who year in and year out is going to put a championship caliber product on the field. And based on what we've seen through the first six years and based on what I believe we're going to see over the next several, I have no reason to believe that that's going to be the case. I think for the first time really ever in the, in under, you know, the, the, in terms of the Michigan football program, it's time as a fan base, sadly, the goalposts be moved a little bit in terms of expectations versus the actual reality.
Okay. Yes. Thank you. I, pr- I appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> no, you know what? A common complaint about these shows to break the fourth wall is that I talk too much. So you are more than owed um, any time to address thank a lot you. of this. And a lot of this has been repressed over the last month or so for, right. you know, what you've said, what I will say, because I think for as maybe hot takey or, or push button isn't the right way to put it, but for as critical as we can be at times i think that that can rub people it has rubbed people the wrong way but i think the thing not to pat ourselves on the back the thing that the thing that i think you and i have have done a a consistent job doing is being realistic about where we're at Mm -hmm. um that's the way i frame everything i'm not i'm not looking to rile people up you know over the last month or so i've written maybe two or three pieces on harbaugh there are people and again i'm not besmirching anyone else's name anyone else's reporting there are people in this sphere, and it is a clicks-driven business. I understand that. Luckily, I don't get paid for that. We don't get paid for that. Who You have to keep that news cycle going because that's how you survive. Um, what this all ultimately boiled down to was nothing that really changed. No, nothing changed in the last month or so. I mean, the, other than drawing conclusions on what the timeline was what it was. Um, this was a situation it's apparent now that you know there was all these hot takes about why did they wait this long? Is Jim Harbaugh going to take an NFL job? Is he is he looking for a way out? Michigan came to him with an offer saying, if you are going to stay here mm-hmm. with the results that you're putting out. Now we we've talked a lot about meritocracies and, and earning your keep and things like that. Michigan came to Harbaugh and said, if you're going to stay, we are offering you this deal of your base salary being chopped in half. You could bump it up with incentives, low buyout. And to me, that's what like, and this might be where I sort of take issue with the settling for mediocrity. They're telling you, if you want to make, if you want to get paid like the elite coach, we paid you to be when you came here, you need to start doing the things that we hired you to do when you came here. That's fair. Because really up until this point, I mean, this season was an absolute, abject disaster and, yes. and i'm on the record i said it several times I, I i thought this was a good time to part ways because a a reboot of this program is coming this offseason regardless you're, you're going to be replacing a handful of assistants you brought in the recruiting class that you did led by jj mccarthy i thought it was a natural time to to part ways but the fact of the matter is he's never other than not winning i mean the thing he's always hung his hat on is being able to win those games against the teams you're supposed to beat that didn't happen this year. And, and it was quite frankly, you know, kind of a disaster, but up until this point, could you, it's, it's tough to say anything he's done has been a fire, truly fireable offense. Now, has it been supremely <sighs> underwhelming and disappointing? Yeah. Hell yeah, it has. So this is what happened uh, over this last month or so Michigan offers him this deal. And he didn't have a whole lot of negotiating power here other than the initial reports were that it was going to be a three-year deal. It wound up being a five-year deal. Michigan is saying to him, and this is really, to me, this is the biggest takeaway I have from it is that they are giving him a longer leash than he probably deserves. Yes. Because he's, you know, he is still seen as the golden child. He's still one of their own. And right. For whatever reason, they still see a path to being, to being great. And if that's their plan, at least they have some sort of plan there. 
but what they <laughs> Harbaugh had his, you know, has always said, I want my actions to speak for where I stand on returning to Michigan. He said on the record, he wanted to come back. He told mm-hmm. recruits and their families, he wanted to be back. And Michigan told him, if you want to come back, the terms that we laid out here, which is the terms that were ultimately negotiated or the ultimately signed into a deal. These are our terms. Uh, I, I'm, I do have a little bit of inside info in that, you know, there is merit to the NFL talk from this week. He did want to wait through this week to see what offers materialized. Nothing materialized. I mean, we didn't even get a whisper of an interview. We never got teams linked with the quote unquote NFL interest. Uh, there was nothing to negotiate here, which to me is ultimately pretty irrelevant because like we said before that buyout is low. This is a five-year deal. And if this is confusing to people, I'm happy to explain it, but I've said this before, this five-year deal with the lower base salary, the low uh, buyout numbers, this is basically five sets of a five one-year deals consecutively. Um, this is a pay-as-you-go. So right. To speak. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You make a lot of good points. And there's there are certain things we we actually do kind of differ on the your point of he hasn't necessarily done anything that's fireable. I I I, I should have I should have prefaced like that me, I should preface that with saying prior to 2020 because it's pretty clear they were always okay, going to extend right because and that's where like that's where I am proud of what we do here because in year three that I feel like that was the first time you started to hear those rumblings of he shouldn't you know. Maybe not from anybody sane, but you know what I'm talking. Those he shouldn't be here. He's been a failure. He should be fired. He shouldn't be the coach. We pushed back against that for a long time. It wasn't until the Michigan State game this year where I I think collectively all of us kind of threw our hands up and said, "Look, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be losing games like this and you're gonna be not competitive or or just ill prepared." against teams that you are heavily favored against, uh, then the things you hang your hat on, which is beating the teams you're supposed to be beating and losing to the teams you're underdogs against, you're not doing that anymore. Um, I, you know, and we'll probably, we'll talk a little bit more about this on the brewcast. I, yeah, I be- absolutely believe that he, that he was, you know, trying to see if NFL offers open up. Who says, hey, who says before a vacation, hey, let's wait a month, honey, I'll come back and sign an extension. Like that's yeah. not like, uh, and it was Jordan Strack who was who kind of reported that, and there was some pushback. And I, I think, you know, for the most part, and I don't I don't know Jordan Strack personally, but I I know he takes his job seriously, and I I believe him. I truly do. I, I think, and like, of course, it's kind of like common sense. Of course, he did. Why, why was this thing hanging? You know, dangling. Anyone who thought that you know 
anyone who thought that like the report had always been, it was going to be a lower base salary. Now we didn't know it was going to be his salary being chopped in half, cut in half. Right. But from a business and a professional standpoint, like I know people love the rah, rah, you know, Michigan man will coach at Michigan and, and like all that type of stuff. But from a professional standpoint and we can't, they're making millions of dollars. So you can't compare it to like what our jobs are, but right. if your salary is getting chopped in half, you're going to hold out and try and, leverage yourself into a better deal. And I don't blame him for that. And I don't blame Michigan for sticking to their guns and giving them their in offering the deal they did. I mean, this is, this is business and it, and it is a, you know, a negotiation, but it, there wasn't, again, there wasn't a ton to negotiate. Um, so like I said, it, it's a, to me, it's a, I think it's, I want to say it's a good deal for both sides, but at the same time, I, I don't, there's nothing in here that suggests that we will, we won't be here again next year. I know. And that's right. And that's the speaks to the point you make about how this is five, one year deals, which is something you predicted a while ago. I mean, when the idea of this extension was first brought up, you, you made that analogy and, and you, you've, you've turned out uh, to be correct in that assumption. The, the one thing I will say, the one aspect where I do feel like he did hurt himself here was that in that month period, and really over the last two weeks, um, you've kept your poten- your staff and or potential hires in limbo. Uh, oh, it, it's completely it's completely disrespectful. And it's yeah. also uh, you and not to not to trample on your talking time here, but oh, no, you're good. You've you've completely. OK, well, let's just talk like it goes into what we saw on Friday and I'm not. I'm going to be a hundred percent about this. I worked in, I worked in NFL stuff for four years. I should have known better and things like that, but I have no idea who I had no idea before today, who Mike McDonald was. Um, And, you know, he's the linebackers coach for the Baltimore Ravens, all reports, you know, Ian Rappaport, NFL network, Chris Ballas, the Wolverine, everyone has kind of said that this is the guy that will be your next defensive coordinator. Now we don't know if that's going to be in a quote, a co-coordinator role. Again, I think by the end of the weekend, maybe next time we speak on this type of forum, we'll have some more staff tough stuff to talk about, especially because I think the Ravens will lose this weekend. Um, But, you know, Mike, Mike McDonald, who I will just naturally think of the 40 year old virgin every time I hear that name from here on out. (laughs) Poor poor Um, guy. Hey, hey, you know, he seemed like, honestly, he's a 33 year old guy. It seems like a great energetic guy. Someone who's really worked his way from nothing, but there's a diff- yeah, there's a difference between Mike McDonald and Derek Mason, who who has been hired at Auburn, Charlie Strong, um, Will Muschamp, Chris Ash, other names that have kind of emerged this week. Uh, the optics, and this is where the optics of this deal come into play. You know, tying it all back into the big picture here. Michigan wasn't willing to commit and put all of its eggs in the Harbaugh basket. Harbaugh took time to suit, you know, to seek out answers on where he stood as an NFL guy and came back with nothing is either side. It, is either side really sure that it wants to keep doing this? And that's no, really what we, the, and we talked about that. I that's mean, been the storyline of the last month or so. And, yeah. and the optics of all that, now that we know what the process to, um, you know, proposing, negotiating, signing this deal, the optics of all of it suggest otherwise. Yeah. I, I I'm with you and I, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at the chat right now and we'll talk more on Monday about, uh, we can take stat. some questions in the chat at the end. I think that yeah, would be a good uh, play. 
on Monday, we'll talk more about the staff because I think we'll have a clearer picture regarding mm-hmm. what it may look like. But one question that was asked, uh, uh, Tcash8, uh, with the buyout as low as it is, what will it take to make a change next offseason, hypothetically? That's a really good question, and we're, we're jumping ahead here, but expectations are going to be pretty low for this football team next year. Yeah, um, They were very bad, and I'm – underselling it this year <laughs> um they lose they're gonna lose several guys um there's not unlike say unlike 2017 which was not a very good year by you know the standards that we have set you felt like there was kind of an anomaly type thing with that you know they didn't have a quarterback but there was a foundation there that was in place that made you say okay you got this new quarterback in Shea patterson defense should be really good you're returning a lot of guys i don't get that feeling with who's coming back uh, in 2021. It does not, it feel like the, the, it feels like the ground is kind of shaking beneath them. Um, now he has the advantage of, you know, lower, he will have the advantage of lower expectations because next year, eight wins by many standards will probably be considered a success. So, uh, re- well, I think, by, it's, I think that's kind of the standards. No, I know. Yeah. I, I, may, I think maybe, when you're looking at this not. deal, well, go ahead. Well, no, just I'm saying maybe not by my standards, but I think by a lot of people's standards, uh, oh, that yeah. may be considered a relative step forward. Honestly, we'll probably, and I don't, you know. Well, and there's there's nuance, there's nuance to that too. Like eight and four sure. where, let's say J.J. McCarthy's your quarterback yeah. and they're competitive, you know, they're more competitive against Ohio State. They're, you know, they just all together, it's, you can tell that there's something, you know, even to a certain extent last season, that 2019 year, like it started out rough uh, without question and, and ended, you know, with two straight losses as these football seasons tend to do. Right. But from from start to finish, there was something to build on. It felt like there was improvement there. Um, you know, if they're if they're competitive and again, it's it'll be year seven of Jim Harbaugh. We're, we're debating the merits of a, a what a competitive eight and four right. season looks like. I mean, that's the problem in in of itself. But um, again, it's all about what it looks like, you know, nine and three, nine and three with progress like that. I could probably get on board with that for, and again, we got We have to see what the whole, the whole picture looks like here, but I can get on board with that as opposed to nine and three and you get shelled by the three best teams on your schedule. Cause that's, that's not progress either. That's, that's fool's gold. Gold is what yep. it is. Um, it's someone just asked the offense, the, the whole offense is returning. Why should expectations be low? Uh, because they had trouble snapping a football this season. I mean, like, yes, the offense is returning. We don't know if anyone on the offense is good. Like we have an idea. I think Hassan Haskins is pretty good when they play him. We think the receiving core is pretty good when they have people who can throw to him. Like I, I there just, was, there was nothing to hang your hat on offensively there this right. year outside of what, four or five quarters of Cade McNamara and, and a full game in the opener against, against traffic cones for Joe Milton. Like it's again, there's just not, there just wasn't enough there. Uh, There are players there, but again, it's, is Josh Gaddis going to have sole, you know, play call. I mean, Ben McDaniels is out. That's one of the other um, more notable updates of the day. A quarterback's coach won't be there. And and rightfully so. I mean, the, the quarterback's, I think Shea Patterson was passable in 2018, but he just regressed pretty badly in 2019 uh, to the fact yeah. where not only was he not drafted, he spent, you know, maybe two weeks on the Kansas city chiefs roster. Um, right. Joe Milton had a good first game and then regressed and Cade McNamara, you know, it's not his fault. He didn't stay healthy, but you know, he wasn't the guy until 
you know, six, seven games or, you know, five or six games in the season. So it's just not enough there. Um, the scuttlebutt, so to speak, to use a, you know, strange term is that Jim Harbaugh will take the co- quarterback coaching back himself, which I don't have a huge issue with because I think that's where you got no, me neither. I thought you got passable, again, passable quarterback play out of Shea Patterson. Uh, well, the work he did with Jake Rudock still is one of the, um, the best he's that's, that was his best coaching job was year one. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was, I think you can make the argument. Well, 2016 was the best team, but 20, that 2015 team was his best, the best job he's done so far. And, and we're that guy that was, by the time this next season starts, that will be six years ago. Right. So it's, it's, that's it's, a, it's weird. Cause the last time I had expectations this low, was 2015 it's like it's Mm. year seven but it's kind of year two or year one part two where it's like i think that because you know michigan won 10 games has won 10 games three times with harbaugh and yet the season that where the 10 games felt the best was 2015 because of the expectations and i still feel like with the way that team was playing at the end of the season I would have liked to have played Utah again. I would have liked to have played Michigan State yeah. again. I feel like they would have had a good chance. That's one of the only teams Harbaugh's had that got progressively better as the year went along, as opposed to you know playing playing really good in September and October, and then you know getting your teeth kicked in uh, the last two games of the season. You know, it's he's going to be held to uh, under a microscope, and, and he should. Um, I there's obviously a lot of people chiming in about this and a lot of opposing fan bases that are happy, very uh, random people like Tom Segura, the comedian was chiming in about it. Like this is <laughs> it's, and it, it does go to show where like Michigan football with Harbaugh uh, maintains that brand and maintains that relevancy that maybe they didn't have during rich rod during the rich rod and Hoke eras. Uh, let me, let me look in the chat one more time, but, uh, somebody just said his best coaching job was 2017 against OSU. That's true. I guess we're just talking about as a, whole. a as a single game. I think you can make the argument of that. Which what does that say about this era too? That your your closest or your best coach game was a game where you lost by a, I think 11. By yeah, by two two, two yeah exactly. I, I guess so. The, the the opposing argument is that yeah. uh, you know they they shouldn't have been that close in the first place and they had the ball driving with a chance to take the lead and potentially uh win that game um somebody just asked was 2015 the only year he coached the quarterbacks i'd i'll ask you that because i'm not sure i think 2015 and 2016 for sure um because that was jed fish was still here and then 2017 2018 was the whole pep hamilton ordeal i think that's right again i'd have to go back and look i the fact that I should know that, but it's, it's 10, it's 10 o'clock on a Friday. Right. After uh, a been, long day. Yeah. After a long week. I mean, this, this right. week was five years long, honestly, but yeah, it um, felt like it. you know, here's, so the, the biggest question from here is what this, cause the deal, like I've said this this week that I can't do personally. And, and we won't do this as a site because you know, it's one of those things where I have the microphone and I'll set the tone for us. I can't do nine more months before we play games of Jim Harbaugh shouldn't be here because they've picked the lane. They've picked a direction. It's not a direction that I can honestly say at least 50% of the fan base agrees with. Um, But it is is the direction nonetheless. And at a certain point when the deal is done and it's not, this isn't to say it's blind loyalty, but it's beating a dead horse when you're, you know, once you get to the off season, 
the extension is, is signed. It's done. Um, they're, they know the next order of business is you got to fill up some of these holes via, via the transfer portal. You have to get this assistant coaching staff figures out. The, the good news is I think they'll be able to hold on to everyone they want uh, in, you know, Sharon Moore coaching the tight ends, mm-hmm. Ed Warner on the offensive line. I think there'll be, I think that there will be offensive continuity there with maybe a new voice or two in a certain role. We'll see what happens there. I know there's rumors about Joe Moorhead and things like that. Um, I certainly think they would benefit from a more experienced play calling voice, at least as a code uh, offensive coordinator Uh, defensively. We'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. It's one of those, does a guy come from a post in the NFL to run a defense to share co-coordinator duties or like, I don't know. Um, Like I said, Mike McDonald is only 33 years old. So, Mm -hmm. um, but he's coached for a while. I mean, he's got seven years with the Ravens and another three or four uh, at Georgia. And we don't know, you know, people say, Oh, he's not a good, you know, we don't know how good a recruiter is. He's never, he never, he's never recruited before. Recruiting isn't as complicated as a lot of people think it is. I think one, the brand kind of recruits itself to a certain extent. And, your success as a recruiter kind of comes down to your ability to connect with people and build relationships. And I don't know enough about him to say that, but um, you know, once we get to know him, if it becomes apparent that he's a a charismatic guy that these kids kind of gravitate to, then I'm not so much as concerned about that. Uh, But you know, if he's the guy is going to have say over what the rest of the staff looks like, I don't expect Sean Nua to be back. His contract's up on Sunday night. I'm not sure about Mike Zordich. Uh, It sounds like Brian, Brian Jean Mary will be back and there's some other, there's a lot to sort out there. Um, but the thing, like I said, you know, the thing about the Mike McDonald, I, it's one of those situations where I do think that this situation kind of speaks for itself in that this is kind of, it's not a safe hire, but it is in that he's worked under John Harbaugh. So there is some familiarity there, but he's yeah. also had a why, close look. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Yeah. So there point. has like, there is a, you know, there's a closeness there uh, to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, you know, regardless of the um, the assistants you hire or, or who you bring in, this is Jim Harbaugh's mess to clean up. And and we, like I said, as much as we want him to be able to hit home runs with every hire he makes, and I think for the most part he's done well in hiring assistants, um, they've struggled in some key areas. But you know, there's been a lot of talk about Jim Harbaugh betting on himself, and I think if he was I'm not accusing him of lying, but if that was truly the case, I think this deal would have been signed, you know, three or four weeks ago. We just put a bow on this. You go vacation for the holidays and you put the work in when you get back. Right. Um, I do think for next year, cause like I said, right now I'm just taking this as a one year deal. Um, he'll have his fingerprints over more aspects of the team. And that means that he himself is, is going to kind of be the one that is responsible for digging them out of this hole. And if he can't fix that in 2021, if they win, let's just say eight or less games, and it's you know the, the games they lose are ugly, he's not going to be here because what right. today signified, and you can argue it's it's way too late on this. You can make any argument you want. I we're not going to talk about th- how we want things to be. We're going to talk about the way the thing you know the way that things are. This is the first time since he was hired where he no longer sets the term, you know, they sign this extension, but he no longer sets the terms on what his future is. The only way out for him is going to win. And if he wins big, let's say he goes out and wins 10 games this year. You know what they'll do? 
they'll go right back to the negotiating table and they'll kick in some more, you know, to his base salary. Mm -hmm. That's, this is pretty easy to add on to. Um, But like I said, this is the first time he's really faced some serious legitimate pressure from the administration and his future. Like when he was hired, the idea was that he was kind of the de facto mayor of Ann Arbor. He was going to set his own terms. He'll for sure. Maybe he'll go back to the NFL in five years, but he'll stay as long as he wants to stay. That's no longer the case. Mm -hmm. Correct. Uh, I, I agree. And it's, it is similar to make one more baseball analogy. We're at a point now it is similar to like what I get asked about with Chris Illich and Alavila, where it's like, you know, you can keep asking me, I can keep going on about the poor job. I think they're doing the fact is they're under contract. They're not going anywhere. They're here. And, you know, we're not going to spend, uh, we're not going to be, we're not, we'd, we'd be exhausted if we spent the next 12 months talking about, you know, what, whether he should be gone, what we've, we've, I think kind of drawn the line in the sand here. We want him to be successful. We hope he's successful. I, for many years, I think you have too, Anthony have fought back against a lot of the perceptions regarding Jim Harbaugh, the guy. Um, I think a lot of that stuff is kind of, uh, overly you know listen objectively speaking a a really good like a good guy with a big heart just yeah. a weird guy <laughs> right which most yes and as, as as i brought up before which is most, what we are right and most football coaches are it takes a level yeah. of ego to believe that you could coach 50 something men and, and and that your opinion is is the the correct one um mm-hmm. now we 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 truly want this to work uh Yes, this year, all of us got very angry. It was a difficult year outside of football. You get into football, which is meant to be an escape, and it became more of a nightmare than a dream. I I, I don't really take back any of it. I mean, they, they were losing at home by 38 on national television. I, I'm not going to paint things with sunshine and rainbows, but he's here now. We want this to work. We hope it works, uh, but we're going to remain skeptical. And that's, I don't know, I don't, I don't really have much, much more to add about this it's been obviously a, a very exhausting process a process if you have anything else uh you're welcome to go ahead yeah and this will kind of it's almost like if you if i wrote the article the the reaction the analysis on the website you can get that there um i mean if you're you've made it to this point in the podcast it's too late for you now this is the point of no return but um everything i said there is pretty much what i've said here but to kind of put a bow on that listen, we, we might be back here next year. And if I was a betting man, <laughs> um, you know, sports betting is legal in the state of Michigan. Now yeah. it's more likely than not that we are here next year. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. Um, you know, six years, this will be a seventh year is a long time for a coach, especially, you know, I think at this point we can safely say that 2015 and 2016 were the two best years of the Harbaugh era that you can make the argument for the revenge tour year, but 2018 was pretty fun until, you know, until it wasn't, you got, you got shelled at Notre Dame. I mean, it wasn't as close as the the score indicated. And then we know what happened at the end of the year and the bowl game was embarrassing too. Um, yeah. But we are, when this season starts, we'll be three years removed from even the 2018 season. Uh, they're 11 and 10 in their last 21 games. And uh, running a coaching search in a pandemic, I get it. The optics of it aren't great. Um, you know, the, the, the buyouts, you see what Auburn's done or what Texas has done. Um, you know, there's always money in the banana stand, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, um, this buys Ward Manuel some time because I, you know, and, and this is one of the, I'll say down. I, I do think he is a compliment or a competent athletic director. Um, 
I, I, but he is friend, you know, he, he is friends with Jim Harbaugh, but the understanding of the relationship is, you know, Jim Har, you know, he is Jim Harbaugh's superior and Mark Schlissel is in charge of both of them. Like that's the pecking order here. Um, I think what this does in, it does buy, buy Ward Manuel some more time, some more time. Uh, it's going, you know, if they do move on from him after next season, it's going to cost less, which it's disheartening to me that we're even talking about this being something of financial prudence. But if the argument is, and this is, I'm not talking myself or talking people into it, so to speak, just kind of laying it out there. If the argument is that this year was a true bottoming out, it will never get as bad as 2020 was. And there's nowhere to go from here. Things are uncertain. Fair. But if, if that's what your assumption is, which I think it might be for them, I'm just trying to put people in their frame of mind. Running it back with Harbaugh at half the price with a, a brand new staff might be worth it now that you know it, it's pretty easy to get out of. Um, I, I think I, I forget who tweeted this out. It may, I think it was Brandon Brown. So we'll, we'll give credit where credit's due. I believe this deal from a base salary standpoint now makes Harbaugh the 12th ranked coach in the big 10, just ahead of Tom. Yeah. Tom Allen and Mike Loxley. Yep. That's where that's the only people he's making more money than. And Tom Allen's going to get a bump in in pay here pretty soon too. So he will 13th. So, you know, at the end of the day, like we said, um, the decision is made. The lane has been picked. Uh, you know, we're not. I'm not saying that they don't deserve criticism. They should be criticized for for everything that took place this year. Yeah. They should use that to get better for next year. And when when things, uh, if slash when things don't go well next year, we'll criticize that. But like I said, I'm not. I'm not doing this in in February and in in April. You know, March, April. I'm not doing this when there's the deal's done. It's 30, you know, it's 27 degrees outside. We're nine months away from, from a football season. I just don't, I don't have the energy for it after what we just went through. So um, they should continue to be picked apart when they fall short. Uh, Do I expect they'll break through and hit on any of these incentives in his contract this year? The APR thing, maybe, but other than that, not really. Um, The deal's done. It's over. And you turn the page, you move on, and all you can really do is hope for the best. I mean, you, you're going to tr- go out here now. You're going to put the staff together. You're going to get these players ready for the fall. You're going to get these young guys ready for the fall because I think a lot of them are going to play. And when the time comes, you know, pull, bringing it all back full circle where Harbaugh talks about, you know, we want our actions to speak for, you know, where we stand and things like that. When the dust clears, the story will tell itself. And, that's where we're at. And, but, but it is understandably frustrating when we're sitting here today going, I think we're going to be here next year. It <laughs> feels, it feels super yeah. clear. And to a certain extent, like I won't, uh, you know, Michigan is far more competent, competently run than like the Detroit lions are. But for example, like it was pretty clear last year, they needed to fire Matt Patricia and didn't, they gave him one more year and it just didn't work out. And, and while this is not a, a broken, I mean, it might be, there's been some questions over culture and things like that, but while not quite as broken as that was, I mean, it, it feels similar in that I just, it's really hard for me to see a way out of this without, you know, I, I don't see, I don't think that Jim Harbaugh will make it to year two of this new deal, let alone year five. So. Okay. Wow. Uh, 
Anthony, I do about a fraction of what you do for the site, and I'm exhausted. So <laughs> go go ahead, social media, and then uh, we'll get out of here, and you can uh, take a swig of that uh, Tito's. <laughs> Maybe taking more of a swig. Um, yeah, have, uh, several. Yeah. What did you just ask me to give my social media out? See, this is where I'm at right now. I don't no, know. You're good. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Social media plugs. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Uh, you can follow the website at Maze and Brew. I mean, we'll be back. You and I will actually be talking like less than 48 hours from now. Yeah, I know. Right, is correct. Yeah. Uh, I have a pretty cool interview lined up for Sunday for this week's basketball pod. Mm-hmm. So that will be fun. Um, hopefully get some coaching staff news this week so we can bring our, our third back with Luke and kind of talk about where to go next. I don't think we hit on a ton of, you know, what the future holds. It was more reaction to what took place on Friday, but uh, yeah, you can get our shows wherever Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, leave us a five-star review, uh, leave us some good feedback. Uh, you know, and if you have constructive feedback, reach out to us. Don't, don't, uh, don't, uh, tank our reviews that's mean i don't like that there's right. too much mean energy out there but yeah appreciate your time um i know it probably went a little longer than we expected to and we weren't quite as on time as we hoped to be but um like i said i, I feel this this is where i'm at this is where we're at and i think that uh you know i think it's a good conversation at castellani 2014 on twitter you guys know where to find me uh you know i've been away it's with whatever I will. I'm not going to plug social media because you guys hear from me enough. I will say uh, the one thing I will plug, obviously the brewcast, which we record on Monday nights and are uploaded on Tuesday. But uh, I I really like what we're doing with the hoops pod. And uh, it is a wonderful, amazing juxtaposition compared to the stuff we've had to talk about over the last several months. Cause uh, I am uncertain about many things, but I can tell you what, this basketball team is really good and I like talking about them and I like their coach and I like the players and we have a really fun interview lined up uh, this Sunday, Michigan only playing a one game this week. So we got a chance to do an interview and then one game just happened to be a 35 or 25 point uh, boat race against the number 16 ranked team in the country. So uh, make sure to listen to that because if you're not on board with what's going on uh, on the basketball court in Ann Arbor, uh, you should be because uh, I think they're legit. So that will do it for uh, the official extension podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We will be right back here in several days to talk to you again. See you later.